Hello and welcome. I'm Marquette and you're listening to Mind Body Dallas. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Laura Tarbell. Laura is an IFBB pro, WNSO pro, and mom of two sets of twins. By the way, IFBB stands for International Federation of Bodybuilding, and WNSO is World Natural Sports Organization. Laura started coaching in 2007. At the time, she had just begun her career as a fitness model and fitness competitor when friends and coworkers started asking her for weight loss and nutrition advice. In a desire to give educated guidance, she took her first nutrition course. 16 years later, she is now a board-certified wellness coach, master health and wellness coach, level three performance personal trainer, advanced Stott Pilates instructor, and a functional nutrition practitioner. Over the years, her coaching progressed from weight loss and performance-based macros and training to also include functional nutrition and supplementation. This was a result of developing her own hormone and digestion issues from training for competitions. Plus, she saw a need for it with her client's struggles as well. She specializes in helping women of all ages build their dream body from the inside out. Laura, hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here today. Hello. Thank you for having me back. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, we've had some pretty awesome shows and I'm so excited to talk about creatine today. So let's dive right in. Tell us what creatine is. What is it? (laughs) Sure. So creatine, one of the most popular supplements out there and rightfully so, also one of the most researched with over 1300 peer reviews papers peer reviewed research papers and counting um, that have been published. So, you know, it's been very studied. It's shown to be very safe and there are a ton of benefits. So creatine is an amino acid located mostly in your body's muscles, but also in the brain. And it's needed to maintain levels of adenosine triphosphate, which is more commonly known as ATP. Um, so I'm going to get a little bit sciencey here so that uh, for just for a second, so that people can learn about, well, what actually is the function of creatine? How is it involved with ATP? So looking at the structure of ATP, it's a nucleoside triphosphate. So it consists of a nitrogen base in the adenine and then a ribose sugar, which is a simple sugar and a carbohydrate, and then three serially bonded phosphate groups. So that's where the triphosphate comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, it's com- ATP, we know it as the energy currency of the cell. So it provides readily releasable energy in the bonds between the second and third phosphate group. So when we start working our muscles, um, training or whatever it might be that we need energy for, ATP is broken down by taking the third phosphate off. And that turns it into ADP, which is adenosine diphosphate. And that creates the muscle contraction. Um, however, if we left it like this, if we, uh, we would run into cellular trauma if we didn't have the ATP levels that we needed. So there's an enzyme called creatine kinase, and that refers to a phosphate group from phosphocreatine which will now 
phosphocreatine will now put a phosphate back onto ADP to convert it back to ATP. Hmm. So as long as we have sufficient levels of this phosphocreatine present, we can keep that function happening. Um, so, you know, the more phosphocreatine that you can have, you can maintain energy to train longer, to train stronger, to get that one more rep in, to recover better between sets, and then also to essentially train more frequently. Hmm. Um, yeah. So the, and the indirect of the result of this is really great. We get an anabolic support through our muscles, being able to train stronger and longer. Um, and, and, and that, and that's how we get stronger in that capacity. It's also been shown to be anti-catabolic. So it decreases protein breakdown, essentially blunting the catabolic effect of, um, you know, that muscle breakdown that happens yeah. in, in training. So Wow. Yeah. Creatine to the rescue. This yeah. is, <laughs> this is awesome. I love that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for breaking that down and for, um, you know, a quick explanation so we could kind of nerd out with you for a second, because it is sometimes I find that when people understand why they, they have an easier time implementing implementing what it is like, okay, taking Definitely. action then because they're like, Oh, now I understand why I need that. So um, you mentioned earlier, some benefits, I would love to know what are the benefits of taking creatine? Yeah, definitely. So of course, in regards to fitness, you know, we can train harder, train longer, it decreases inflammation. So now a lot of long distance runners are using this to help with their recovery so they can train more frequently or longer. Um, and in addition to that, there are other, other benefits that have been coming about in the last 25 years. So bone health has been a big one. Um, so creatine has been shown to help the development of bone tissue through wow. some studies um, with DEXA scans, looking at the bone mineral, mineral density of older men. And in these studies, they had these men trained for 12 weeks. They did three resistance training sessions per week. And in that time frame, it showed significant bone density improvement. Um, and then a few clinical trials are also happening with women who are postmenopausal doing the same thing, um, resistance training three times a week. And this one was done up to an entire year. Wow. Um, yeah. And this one showed that they lost less bone density versus those who are on a placebo. So it, is, it didn't increase their bone density because I know in menopause, you know, one of the things that we really want to focus on is our bone density. Yeah. Um, so it didn't increase it, but it decreased the rate of loss. And so that can be really, really important for, for women in that time frame of life. Absolutely. Um, in addition to bone health, um, well, and I do want to go back and say with that study for postmenopausal women, um, there were no positive bone effects without resistance training. So resistance training is a key component of having that benefit for the bones. Oh, yeah. Um, so in, in terms of excuse me, brain health, um, the neurons in our brain also use ATP to function. So about 95% of creatine is stored in our muscles, but the other 5% is used for the brain. And in studies have shown recently that 
when the brain is taxed, when we're sleep deprived, when we are stressed out, which is, I think, you know, a large majority of the population in this day and age, um, that our brain can show really positive benefits from, from using creatine supplementation. Um, there were some studies also done with older individuals and cognition and memory. And they had um, two groups putting together puzzles. And those who were on creatine supplements were able to put the, put the puzzles together um, more quickly uh, and better than those who were not. So there's, they're thinking that creatine can help keep the brain sharp as we are aging. So it can have long-term benefits, um, you know, for brain health as well. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And think of probably, you know, if it helps with your brain cognitively, wouldn't it, could it possibly help with all these kids or well, anybody, kids, adults who might have brain injuries, like uh, what's it called? TBI and concussions and stuff. Tell me about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. There have been, there haven't been concussion studies done in older individuals, but there have been a handful done in children who have suffered head trauma and those who receive the creatine supplements have enormous benefits in improving recovery of cognition and memory. Um, So when we have trauma in the brain, you know, it reduces brain creatine and it increases inflammation. So if we can supplement with creatine, this will accelerate the recovery and the decreasing of inflammation and then therefore the symptoms um, from that concussion. Wow. and, And speaking of kids, it's absolutely fine for kids to take um, creatine. Uh, I have, I have my teenage boys taking it. Um, They don't need to take as much, uh, just one to three grams spread throughout the day, but they can absolutely benefit from um, creatine supplementation as well. That's great to know. Well, okay. Speaking of how much to take for the kids, what about for us? I mean, tell me how much to take for the women listening, but also maybe their husbands for older people, kids tell us all of the. Yeah. Yeah. So the body's liver, pancreas, and kidneys make about one gram of creatine per day. However, your body uses about two grams a day. So you have to make up for that either through eating more animal proteins like red meat and seafood. So one and a half servings of red meat or seafood, you're going to get about five grams, which would be enough. But a lot of us don't eat a lot of red meat or seafood. Um, so we need supplementation. Um, and I'll talk about the forms here in a second, but creatine powder, the supplementation it's cheap, you know, um, I think, you know, the one that I buy is maybe $25. Um, so it's, it's, you know, lasts a while it's tasteless. It's odorless. It's very easy to mix into smoothies, oatmeal, recovery drinks, whatever it might be. And you won't even notice it. Um, so taking it, you know, Uh, In the past, there's been a big emphasis on having loading days. And Mm. the theory behind that is we want to saturate your muscles with creatine as quickly as possible. So the protocol was loading for five days, um, doing 20 grams total, taken four times, five grams, four times a day. Um, Once you get to or through that five days, then you reduce it back to anywhere from three to five grams. 
Um, and you need to be consistent with this in order to maintain muscle stores. So essentially through that loading phase of five, five days, if you're um, a, a bigger person, it might be seven days. Uh, and I'm, I'm speaking like, you know, men who are, you know, 225 pounds, they might need seven days versus a woman who's 130 pounds. Um, right. And I'll talk about that too, a relative dose in a second. Um, but once you get through that loading phase, you know, you are, have saturated the muscles, you can essentially pull back and just do a maintenance dose. Maintenance However, for, of, forever uh, or for till the next, like for two days and then do five days again? Oh, forever. Okay, yep. got it. Got it. Yep. Yep. And if you don't want to do the loading dose, because some people do find that there is some water retention that happens with a loading dose, um, that's probably the biggest uh, barrier for people um, is that they're going to have water retention, their weight is going up and they kind of, you know, freak out a little bit, but it's just hydrating the body, um, both extracellular and intracellular, um, which creates a more anabolic environment. The a hydrated body is one that will function well, that will build muscle, et cetera. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not a negative thing, uh, but, you know, if unless you have, you're a bodybuilder or you have a big event coming up that you need to do a loading dose like that and you need it for performance, you can just do the, the maintenance dose of three to five grams a day and your body will, studies have shown your body will be saturated in about uh, 30 days for, um, for that dosage. So you can take kind of the low and slow road, um, and, and take your time there with that saturation. But the goal of course is saturation, um, so that you have plenty of, of creatine stored in your muscles. Wow. That's awesome. I'm excited to start taking this supplement yeah. for sure. I need to add this in. I'm so yeah. excited to add it in. <laughs> so, and then speaking of relative dose, they've been coming out with some research on this because as I said, you know, a man, a male who weighs 225 pounds, should they really be taking the same dose as a female who weighs 130 pounds? And they, you know, it's kind of like, it seems odd that they would take the same. Right. Um, so they're saying uh, the relative dose, uh, is 0.1 grams per kilogram of body weight. So if you weigh hundred kilograms, which would be 220 pounds, you would take 10 grams a day. So it's a really simple, um, conversion. If you're looking at your weight in pounds, you divide it by 2.2 and then multiply by 0.1 to get your dosage. Um, and it, the theory is that the larger you are, the more creatine transporters you, you have. And so that you can essentially take more. Um, but then also, you know, if you are someone who eats, you know, a lot of red meat, maybe you're eating a steak, you know, every single day, something of that nature, you might need less. Um, if you're vegan and you're not getting any creatine through your food, uh, then you might need even more. And that's especially for vegans, even if they're not an athlete, you're going to need more creatine supplementation and creatine. A lot of creatine supplements actually are vegan, oh, that's um, good. which is surprising, but, uh, you know, they are, so it's, you know, okay for them to take. That's, I'm glad you touched on that. I wouldn't have thought to even ask that, but, um, that's great info mm -hmm. too, for any of the vegans listening. Um, Okay. So you told us how much to take and yep. 
when though you said four times a day like does it matter does it need to be before the workout after the workout when i wake up don't on food without food tell us when to take it <laughs> yeah sure um so in that loading phase four times a day i would divide it evenly throughout the day so you're getting consistently your consistent doses um but then once you pull back and are doing your maintenance dose I, there's a paper that was published in, in Frontier and Sport, and it's called Creatine O'Clock, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I love that title. Um, it, it's talking about how uh, exercising muscles improve the uptake of creatine versus non-exercising muscles. So we want to take it pre-workout or intra-workout, and that's going to um, just help the body absorb and use that creatine better. Uh, creatine levels will peak about two hours after ingestion. So, um, you know, if you take your pre-workout an hour before you work out, um, and then train for an hour, you, you, it's about the right timing. Um, it's, but if that's not convenient for you to do and you can't be consistent with it, then do it when you can be most consistent because mm. that's the essential part. You need to take this consistently in order for it to work. Um, so if, if you stop taking creatine, your saturation levels will go back to baseline after 30 days. So it's not like if you miss a day, then, oh, you got to start over. But, you know, if you miss an entire month, you know, now we're starting over. So consistency is, you know, really essential with creatine. Um, so taking it pre-workout or intra-workout, if you can, if you're not training that day or you're taking it at another time of day, there is an insulin receptor transporter that's involved in creatine uptake. So you want to eat or you want to consume your creatine with a carb meal. So you have that post meal insulin response and that will help increase the uptake as well. And that can be anything from like fruit, a smoothie, um, some type of starches, um, you know, something of that nature to help with that insulin response. And then some other interesting things that have come out is that you want to pair it with electrolytes and mm. this will also enhance absorption. And there are some new, um, supplements out there that are both, um, a creatine and an electrolyte in one, which That's is very smart. cool. So yeah, it improves the intracellular hydration overall. Um, and help, you know, increase the creatine uptake. So, you know, I, I like multitasking, you know, the less yeah. I have to think about and do, and you know, it, that's the better. So, um, so that's, you know, another little tip there is to pair with your electrolytes. Wow. I love that. That's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. have you, well, I think at the end of the show, we'll talk about maybe some, um, in fact, let's talk about it now. Let's talk about mm -hmm. like the different forms and also different, maybe do you have any brands that you're representing or that you like to recommend to clients? And I know that you do a lot of this and I'll, I'll post this all on the show notes for anybody listening. If you're driving, don't, don't uh, take any notes. I'll post them for you. <laughs> Tell us about the different forms and brands. Yeah. So the most popular is creatine monohydrate. Um, and it, this is honestly a great form. It's been, it's the most researched, um, and the most readily available for people. Um, some people do say that they get some water retention with that. Um, so, or some GI distress. So if you're having any of those issues, um, then I would look for creatine hydrochloric, which is a higher, which has higher water solubility. 
Um, and it's promising for helping with that upset stomach. However, it needs to be studied a little bit more. Um, and also you can look for buffered creatine and supplement manufacturers have created this form in an attempt to improve the stability of creatine in the stomach. And in doing this, they're adding an alkaline pad powder, excuse me, um, which results in the buffered form. So it's supposed to reduce the side effects of the bloating. Um, however, there have been studies shown that, you know, there's no difference. So you need to just test it out, try the form that works best for you um, and go from there. Nice. Love that. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the different forms. What about any cautions or any, like, could you overdose on it or is there anything, yeah. that, you know, how much water am I supposed to be drinking when I do this for my kidney health? I mean, tell me all the, that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, well, touching on the kidneys, that's a really, you know, a big concern, I think for people and your creatine kinase levels will go up, but studies have shown that, um, unless you have kidney, a kidney disorder, um, it, it doesn't, harm the kidney function of healthy people. So if you go up a little slightly above range um, on like blood work or something like that, you know, I've, I've listened to a ton of doctors talk about this on podcasts and, you know, all kinds of things. Um, and they're saying it's not, you know, cause for concern. Um, if you do feel like, you know, your, your numbers went up a little bit, reduce your dosage. Um, you can always cut it in half, uh, you know, instead of taking five grams, take three. Uh, so, you know, you can manage it that way. Um, in terms of the uh, bloating that some people say that they get, make sure you get uh, a, a supplement that is only creatine monohydrate or, mm. or one of the other forms that it doesn't have any extra dextrose or ingredients. Um, I use the one from raw. I'm not affiliated with them, but that's just the one that I um, uh, prefer. Um, and in the nineties, when creatine first start kind of exploded, they were pairing it with four to five times the amount of dextrose. Uh, so like, oh. you know, one gram of, um, creatine with like four grams of dextrose thinking because the carbohydrate helps with the uptake. And that's, you know, where a lot of the issues came with for water retention and hypoglycemia issues that people were having from the spike. And then the, you know, the quick drop, um, and it was from that high sugar intake. So as long as you're taking a supplement that is purely creatine, it, you should be fine. That's helpful. And that helps squash a lot of the old um, hesitation because you're right. It was a big boom. I remember even when my mother, um, when we had our health food store and uh, I was working there and that was, yep, in the 90s. And we were selling a ton of creatine and um football players and weightlifters and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was, it did sort of get kind of a interesting, an interesting reputation for a while. And then I feel like it's starting to come, there's a big buzz coming back into now that's been what, 20, 25 years later, 30 years. And it's like, that's why I wanted to have you on the show because this is, I'm like, okay, there's a buzz for a reason. Let's talk about mm -hmm. this. Um, so tell me what else too, like squash any other kind of, um, maybe hesitations our listener might have or. Sure. So there are, you know, 
Yes. Sorry. There are some hesitations around, you know, is it going to affect my testosterone or my DHT, which causes hair loss, baldness, maybe some acne. And the current evidence does not indicate that creatine supplementation increases total testosterone, free testosterone or DHT. But that doesn't mean that it can't happen, you know, like kind of one-offs here and there. Um, And again, if that happens and you want to continue taking creatine, reduce your dose, change the form, um, or, you know, um, you know, if it's, if it's, you're really feeling the side effects, look at what else you're doing in that, um, in, in your lifestyle habits, um, that might be contributing and, and then go from there. Um, so, Current body of evidence, again, doesn't show that it increases anything to do with testosterone. Um, Another thing is that women are like, oh, this is, you know, for men. Um, However, the Strength and Conditioning Journal recently published a study showing that females actually had a greater relative performance improvements versus males, with males experiencing about 6% increase in performance, but females having 15% increase in performance. So that's like, you know, more than double of the benefits. So it's absolutely for women. Um, And women, um, and this is a statistic from Dr. Stacey Sims, who is one of the lead female researchers out there, um, women have naturally 70 to 80% lower creatine stores than men. So we, we absolutely need to supplement, um, you know, for not only fitness benefits, but for all those other benefits that I mentioned before. Wow. This is huge. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, now we know what it is. Now we know why we need to do it. All the benefits. We know how much to take, when to take it. And we have no reason not to now. You've squashed all of it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I hope so. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Thank you. Because I feel like all of us should not walk, but run to get some creatine today. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody on the planet besides those who maybe have some health issues. Um, you know, as I mentioned, you know, kidney dysfunction, whatever it might be that, that can't benefit from taking creatine. Wow. That's huge. Well, I'm so excited to learn about creatine from you today, Laura. Thank you so much. And is there anything else that I haven't asked or that maybe you're thinking of that we um, let me look didn't through. throw out there? Um, oh, one of the other benefits that has come out recently that I didn't mention before um, involves depression. Oh. Um, yeah. So there's some depression research published in Nutrients. Um indicating that women in with major depressive disorders who added five grams of creatine along with their daily antidepressant responded twice as fast as those who didn't and experienced remission of depression at twice the rate of women who only took the antidepressant. So this could be really beneficial for those in that realm, but of course, talk to your doctor, you know, before you pursue this, um, And, you know, it it could be really positive in that aspect as well. That's remarkable. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Goodness. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait for our next show. I'm sure we're going to think of something. (laughs) I'm sure we will. (laughs) Awesome. So Yeah, you're so welcome. Yes. Um, Well, I will uh, put all of this stuff in the show notes and um, 
I'm sure I'll be talking to you again soon. Thank you again. Sounds good. Awesome. Bye, Laura. (laughs) Bye-bye.